Welcome to Goddess Works, a podcast exploring goddess-centered spiritual practice and honoring the magic in the ordinary and the sacred in the everyday. This is Molly Reamer with Bridget's Grove in association with our Patreon at patreon.com slash Bridget's Grove. Thanks so much for being here. Begin again. It is not too late, as long as breath remains. One mark on the page, one brush stroke, one moment of thanks, one stripe of sunset sky. Begin again, even if there's so much you haven't done, even if you've forgotten something, even if someone might think you're wrong, even if you've made mistakes. Begin with bleeding, begin with scars, begin with a fragment of a dream, begin. There is time yet for talk of finishing. You don't even need courage. You don't even need fresh ideas. You don't even need confidence. You just need a breath and a body and a single new moment of which all days are made. Small or sweeping, wise or weeping, just begin again. Don't go backwards. Don't rewind. Now is the time. Begin. This is Molly Reamer with Bridget's Grove, and this is a Goddess Works episode podcast slash mini ritual for the creative spirit circle from Bridges Grove. And it is made possible thanks to our patrons at Patreon. That is patreon.com slash Bridges Grove. So this, uh, this uh, week's audio is a combination offering for patrons at Patreon, but then also for our wider creative spirit circle community, which is offered uh, freely to anyone who wishes to participate. And uh, so special thanks to the patrons for making that wider work possible and uh, making it possible for us to share so many things with so many people, um, regardless of um, finances or anything like that. So anyway, uh, this is, um, I have a variety of things to talk about today, but first I would like to encourage you to take a deep breath and to settle into your body. And perhaps allow yourself a quick scan of your actual environment, of where you are right now, what is surrounding you right now. So no need to have anything be different or more special or change, nothing different than what it is right now. Just where you are, who you are, how you are, how your body is, what you're doing. And uh, so you may listen to this while you're doing something else. You may listen to it as a moment of respite for yourself with a cup of tea, a little mini ritual timeout from your day. You may listen to it while you're driving. You may listen to it, um, you know, in the background. But however you listen, I would like you to know that you are welcome here just as you are, and you are welcome with whatever it is that you have to offer. If it is just a scrap of time, if it is a wholehearted listening, if it is some time with your journal and some thoughts, if it is something that you, perhaps you'll take a question from this and carry it with you into the next day or week or month and let it percolate within you and give you some ideas or insight or inspiration or encouragement or things to consider, choices to consider in your own life. And, uh, you know, if you're halfway listening and, uh, or think you might come back to this later and really do it, that's okay too. You're welcome just as you are with whatever you, with whatever attention, with whatever attention that you bring today is fine. 
And um, so noticing where you are though, like what instead of, I think sometimes we have a tendency to want to, and you know, creating special ritual spaces and creating a ceremonial atmosphere, that is important too. But I think I, as I'm working on the writing of the Goddess Devotional, the volume two, which is I'm calling whole and holy, I'm not sure if that's really what I'm going to stick with, but that's what I'm calling it for right now. That volume of the Goddess Devotional, there's a, a broad theme that's running through it for me of using what you have where you are with what you have in that moment and beginning where you are without the need for making it bigger or better or more special or more fancy or uh, without I guess overriding your own desires because what you feel like you have time to create isn't big enough or good enough or special enough for what you would like. So I feel like there's a tension between uh, needs sometimes is that you want to give yourself enough time for a full expression of your spirituality, of your path, of who you are. You want to dig into devotional practices and commitment and meditation and prayer and contemplation and yoga and all those things. And then in reality, sometimes what you might have is five minutes or 10 minutes or two minutes or a little scrap and you look at your little scrap and you feel like well this is not the big amazing devotional ritual encounter of awesomeness that I wanted I was waiting for revelation you know divine guidance inspiration soulful embodied living uh, flashes of insight you know magical experiences to unfold so I only have this two minute little scrap and um, and then it feels ragged and small and insufficient and perhaps what you do so then you take the two minutes that you with two minutes you can offer a prayer with two minutes you can put your hands on the earth with two minutes you can smell a flower with two minutes you can tip your face to the sky and you can lift your arms above your head in gratitude with two minutes you can read a page of a prayer from a little prayer book that you may have been working on with two minutes you can hug someone else with two minutes you can even draw a you know a heart in your notebook or you can choose a card from an oracle deck you can do all those things with just two minutes and I think sometimes we withhold those small scraps out of um, a sense of insufficiency or waiting for something bigger or better and uh, or more and then those two minutes add up and before you know it two months have gone by and you never did the big bed the big awesome thing that you thought you were going to have time to do so I want to encourage you to seize those two minutes so that's I'm getting a little ahead of myself I actually meant to talk about this later on I wanted to ask you to settle into your body right now with however you feel whatever's going on whatever noises there are whatever whirling thoughts you might be having whatever wonderings you might be wondering about, whatever distractions. And just look right straight in front of you at what you see straight in front of you. You don't have to turn in the right direction. You don't have to know whether it's north or south or east or west. But what do you see right in front of you right now? And interestingly, when I looked... I saw a hawk coast up over the roof of the house and uh, away across the gray sky. And I thought, wow, if I had not been looking straight ahead of me right now, I would not have seen that hawk crest the roof line and head out over the trees. And then I saw a dragonfly. 
So what do you see right in front of you? And then you to go ahead and just turn your head to the right. Again, it does not matter what direction you're facing. Just turn your head to the right. And take a moment to let yourself see what you see on the right. What is there right now in the right? And then a second to look on to the left. What do you see right there? What's present for you in this moment with where you actually are, not in an imagined world, but where you are right now? And then finally turning and looking behind you. And observing what it is that you see behind you, right where you are right now. So, welcome. I'm glad you're here, just as you are. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so I'd love to offer you that invitation to consider that your small acts of devotion, your tiny acts of uh, ritual, your your own small magics, those are worthy. And, uh, and, and to consider the idea that those, those two minute practices, the five minute practices, those things, you know, our lives are made up of moments and those two minutes coupled together create a lifetime. (laughs) And uh, so there's always potential there. And that begin again poem that I offered at the beginning of this audio was something that I was thinking about in my own life because I was feeling all... I was feeling, you know, out of time, like I hadn't gotten to something that I needed to. And I was wishing for, I wanted to do more. I wanted it to be better. I wanted to have a deeper experience. Um, and I felt like I was out of time. And then I kind of just heard in my own head, like begin again. Like if you keep telling yourself you're out of time, if you keep telling yourself you didn't get to it and that wasn't what you wanted to do, that wasn't what you want to do. That wasn't what you wanted to do. You're missing the opportunity that is right there, right in your open hands to just begin again. And so if you feel like you missed your prayer or you missed your, ritual action or you missed your opportunity to engage with someone else or you missed something that needed that needed you you missed something that you wanted to put your attention on well you have a fresh start right that second to begin again with whatever that is whether it's a deep breath or your bare feet on the earth or a hug for your partner or for a you know parent or a child you have an opportunity in that moment to begin again
and I had been feeling like kind of frazzled or like, I think, um, it's been a little, a couple days now, so I forget the exact circumstances, but I was, uh, you know, like upset or like crabby at somebody. And then it was like, you know, and I was, I don't want to feel this way. And I thought, well, I don't have to, I have a chance right now that I'm noticing this to just start over and to begin again with whatever, whatever I have right now in front of me. And so I wanted to offer you that, that thought and that encouragement. And, uh, then the other thing I wanted to, um, note, I think I'm going to go ahead. I have a section I want to talk about. I think this is connected. This is already longer than I had meant. I always envision these, uh, being, you know, 15 minutes maximum, not just getting going at 15 minutes, but that's where we are. And uh, so I wanted to share a section about awareness with you from Sue Monk Kid's book, First Light. And uh, I've been on a kind of a Sue Monk Kid kick this year. And uh, so her First Light book is her very early writings that were compiled later from her columns that she wrote for religious magazines and things like that. So they're kind of a little collection of essays. And... Um, so she quotes Emily Dickinson as saying, life is a spell so exquisite that everything conspires to break it. And uh, so she's telling about how she feels like she's been moving through life on autopilot, half seeing, half there, abducted by the dreaded small stuff. But the uh, then she realized we all, we have... Um, She's talking about being married to life and we will have a true and blissful marriage to life only to the extent that we are aware. And she, so she resolved this question for herself about what she wishes to become notorious for at 50. Let it be for nothing more than harboring a wild amazement at life. Let it be for choking up at poetry in the sight of human faces, for falling into easy rapture over lilies and all the other run of the mill marvels that make up life. Let me become notorious for going around with my bridal veil tossed back and my mouth saying I do, renewing my vows with life every day, a hundred times a day. And uh, that reminds me of an experience from, that I had just this morning where we were out on our walk in the morning after the rain and uh, I was admiring all the new wildflowers by the road and uh, there's this uh, pale purple wild petunias and there's uh, the sunflowers and brown-eyed Susans. The black-eyed Susans are done, but the little small brown-eyed Susans are coming out and there's um, there's tick seed sunflowers too, which is not a very pretty name. And uh, there is um, partridge pea, which is a little yellow flower that's blooming now. So lots of yellow and then some purple. The ironweed is out and it's purple. So there's purple and yellow together. And I was having such fun walking along and like looking at all these flowers and, and I love to take my goddess pictures in the flowers and I was squatted down trying to get a picture in the petunias and I went ahead and just sat straight on the road, you know, it's a, just, I just sat on the road next to the flowers and, um, and then part of me was thinking, you know, you got to go home and you have work, real work to do. And the other part of me was like, you know, I love to be somebody who can, who will sit on the asphalt next to the petunias. I love to be that person. I love that about myself. And I don't need to hurry this moment away because literally this is the only moment in which I will see these flowers in this way on this day. And so it's worth sitting with and sitting there and uh, being with them. And so I like that concept of being, you know, married to amazement or letting, um, yeah, being aware of the, the small magics of the world. 
And uh, so she also, so this is back to Sumant Kid. She notes that uh, she spends far more time wishing for contemplative experiences than actually having them. It's excruciatingly easy to lose touch with the inner life of the soul. There's such a profusion of demand and complexity, so many to-do lists, the unceasing compulsion to accomplish something. When I read that the Chinese pictograph for busyness is heart-killing, I feel the truth of that in my bones. And uh, so she's so she's struggling to care for her soul, and she reads Wordsworth's poem, The Prelude, in which he writes about spots of time that nourish and repair the soul. I believe he was referring to brief concentrated moments, little epiphanies that inflame us with a sense of the holy. I began to search for spots of time here and there in my day. I found them by stopping, just stopping and finding somewhere where I could spend five minutes or less sitting still and receding into the quiet core of myself. So we can care for our souls in spots of time. And that's really a lot of times what I wish for these audios to be for you is that spot of time where you care for your soul. So I would like to invite you to consider where you might... um, find a you know where might you find a two minute two minutes or five minutes or a spot of time for your soul this week this month and how might you build more two minute and five minute experiences into your life into your day and uh, and also reminding yourself that it just takes that moment that moment where you think I wish there was something more here. I wish I was feeling differently. I wish I was having a magical experience. I wish I could have time to offer this prayer. I wish I could have time for this devotional encounter with the divine. I wish I could, um, you know, listen to the goddess speaking to me. I wish I could feel. I wish I could be. That is your signal. That's your doorway right there. That thought that's it. That's your cue. That's your doorway. That's your signal. That's your opportunity. And I feel like uh, sometimes that's easy to overlook. Like just that thought, that entering, the entering of the thought of I wish this was different. That is your doorway. That's your moment. That's your opportunity. That's your chance. That's when you begin. And even if what you offer is a single breath, even if what you offer is a single word, even if what you offer is your hand to your heart for 30 seconds. That's your moment. It's there. So that's what I wanted to share with you um, today. And um, yeah, so I feel like um, I actually had a few more things to talk about that I'm going to go ahead and hold over into another audio because this is already 18 minutes long and I wanted to keep it below 20. And um, and I feel like this was what I wanted to share with you in uh, in this moment, in this way, a little spot of time for your for your heart and soul and a little dollop of encouragement for you as well. And so I'm going to end with a poem that I originally wrote at the beach this past winter. And I had, I was going, I, it started to come to me when I was walking or I was going for a bike ride. We had brought our bikes to the beach and I am not much of a bike riding type of person. And, and we decided to ride the bikes all the way down to the end of the island. And I was, um, 
as I was pedaling along, I kept thinking to myself, um, you're not made for scattered living, for splintered and shorn ways. That's what I thought over and over. It kept kind of kept time with the bike pedals as I was whirling along. It's like, you're not made for scattered living. You're not made for scattered living. And that's something that I've struggled with in my life as a parent in particular and as a work-at-home person who's got kids who need things and employees who need things and customers who need things. And, and, um, and there's a lot... I can get really kind of fragmented up by the many questions and comments and needs and wishes and and communications. And so um, part of my work is to, you know, rebuild or, or um, stand up for for defragmentation, for wholeness and uh, for for um, uh for saying no thanks to the scattered living, for the splintered and shorn ways, and to pull it together into something that's, you know, woven woven and strong into one piece instead of a bunch of little fragments. And so that's where this poem came from, was from that experience of pedaling and pedaling, and my little wheels were going and saying, you're not made for scattered living, for splintered and shorn ways. And so this is the um, poem that came from that. And that's the thought that I would like to leave you with today. You are not made for shallow stillness, not built for sour surrender. You are not constructed for endless service or sacrificial slumber. You are not bred for scattered living, for splintered and shorn ways. You are not designed for scraps and scrambling. You are not created for struggling and shouting to be heard by your very own self in your very own life. You are made for sweet satisfactions and soft sensations. You are constructed for silent solace and spacious seeking. You are built for waves and wonder, made for wandering and wildness. You are created for wings and witnessing. You are designed for woodlands and witchery, for walking wholehearted into the wide and wanton unknown. Thanks for being here. If you'd like access to even more audios, resources, prayer books, practices, ritual kits, poems, and more, please join us on Patreon. That is patreon.com slash Bridget's There are several tiers of membership to choose from.